Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode of Nintendo Voice Chat is presented by Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Hunting season begins February 13th. Listen, everybody, this is Sam. I'm here with Pear. 
and Fran. Hello. What's up? It's been a long time, guys, since we've been together in here. Um, we This is Nintendo Voice Chat uh, for February 5th, 2015. We are going to be talking about Amiibo today. We're going to be talking about a little bit of Splatoon, and then we're going to talk about what it was like covering Majora's Mask back in the day. You reviewed it, Fran. Yeah. Pear was here telling Fran to review it, so we'll get to that. I'm really excited about that that conversation. I mean, you 15 years ago, right? Yeah. Was it 15 years now? 2001? Yeah. Oh, so cool. I'm really excited for that conversation. So, to kick it off, though, um, we have a huge Amiibo fan here in the room. It's not Fran. It's Pear. What? Pear Schneider has been, uh, you have every Amiibo quite now, the collector. right? I don't have every Amiibo. Like, I have everything pre-ordered, but, you know, my chic That's is the still problem, MIA. Though, right? yeah. It's not coming. Sonic mm-hmm. got pushed back. Mega Man's not in my hands. So. Well, I have two that you will never have. Which ones? The gold and silver Mario Party <laughs> Mario Amiibo. You have these? Kind of leaked this week. No, I have oh, built okay. one right here, though. I put a little <laughs> That's, uh, gold like, crown If you're listening to this, Sam did a terrible thing. This he is my a, Amiibo, though. He oh, put, yeah, like, a golden package. crown and was on a standard Mario one. It's not what this is, man. Well, I, I, my spray paint is in the mail. Yeah. Okay? That's how I'm going to make my gold Amiibo. Anyway, gold and silver edition Amiibo. Uh, so... They were kind of it was essentially a leak on Nintendo's. Um, uh, there's there's a one sheet on Nintendo's site that somebody discovered. You know, people are always going and exploring URLs on Nintendo's oh, yeah. site and finding yep. leak stuff. That's how I got started at IGN. Actually. <laughs> really, pretty much. I That's mean, super sleuthing cool. like What'd you the find? URLs and stuff. Well, back in the, search the for day, the word dolphin, right? Well, we figured out the name of GameCube um, when we were sleuthing. Um, no kidding. Uh, network I, uh, registrations and all that mm-hmm. stuff because like Nintendo had registered like the Pokemon URL under another fake name that was tied to something called Star Cube and like really yeah, we can go back on that topic another day. That's but really crazy, cool. Yeah. I, no, I love that but, stuff. But people this, are still doing this. But in this case, it wasn't even that they were prepping like a consumer-facing page. They literally hosted two PDFs that were um, the the CPSIA, it's Consumer Product Safety Improvement uh, documents, yeah, which is a requirement in the U.S. for toys. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it was an act that was passed to make sure that There's toys no get toy safer, especially you know with view of toys um, d- um, created abroad, you know, and imported in the U.S. And so they were two documents documents mm-hmm. that showed a gold color Mario and a silver color I mean, from the platinum. Mario Party pose. <laughs> now, what, what well, I think is... Well, it's the, the uh, one arm up kind of Yahoo yeah. pose, right? Rather than the fireball one. So there's two things about this that interest me. One is that I think like toy variants are, and however cynical like I, they are to me now, like I really liked them when I was a kid. I remember like Spawn oh, Toys had a cool toy variant that was really rare and you'd see them in the store and they'd just be like, they just changed the color of them. Yeah. Or even an exclusive really cool. item, like it would go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing I like about these is that I have a feeling that <laughs> these are going to be the Club Nintendo you, Gold and Platinum mm, Rewards. You think so? You think it's actually not a Silver Mario, it's a Platinum one? It could be. It's yeah. um, a good theory. And let me let me just bring in uh, But one that of would our, make uh, me really sad because well, I only you, have you, Platinum. I don't have Gold as well. Yeah. That's a good point. So that let, would let, be let, scary. I, I don't, do not want. We had a reader weigh <laughs> in on this. Uh, uh, he actually has a question for us. Oh, now sir? that Club Nintendo is on its way out, what do you guys predict will be this year's gold and platinum rewards? What would you guys like to see? Uh, I was surprised uh, by both the number and f- of physical and digital rewards they unleashed a few days ago. And now I'm totally stumped about this year's premium rewards. Oh, I think I know what it could be. It could That's be from a gold drowning. silver yeah, Mario. Yeah, 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 drowning yeah. in brownings. Mm-hmm. What? Drowning in brownings. Yeah, okay. I think it would be funnier if it was drowning in brownies. That's funny. <laughs> Because uh, Maybe are he was when he wrote it, and it's a typo. So. Whoa! <laughs> 
Yeah, look, it's possible. We don't know, right? It would be really evil because you know our addiction. It means we have to every, we have to own That's every one. The first time he admitted it. Mm-hmm. No, I've hey. admitted it from the get go. I pre-ordered all the me. Mario Party amiibos too, even though Bowser is basically the same. Like yeah, I'm still trying to figure out why he wasn't put in a different pose. But. So, so to, and we'll maybe we'll get to his question in a second. But I did have one other question for you, Pear. What are you going to do about Rosalina? What do you mean? Did you get Rosalina? I, 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 yeah, I have Rosalina. Because Chris Carl did. Yeah. I didn't know you. I hadn't seen yours yet. So, so you went to Target on Sunday morning. No. Well, how'd you get So I, I take <laughs> my Amiibos out of there, Amiibo, out of my uh, out of the packaging. Yeah, because I, you know, why toys, I can't collect them is because I would not take them out. Got to be played with. And so I pre-ordered <laughs> one from Japan because the pre-order experience was so, so oh, frustrating. Right, yeah, and you weren't on the show when we talked about this, but, you know, I got taunted at Target when I wanted to pre-order one. They <laughs> Did said, you really? They said, we, we only accept pre-orders for games, not for dolls. That's uh, what they said. Um, so I was like, screw it. I'm going to pre-order it from abroad. And you can you can get Rosalinas from Japan for a couple bucks more or from Europe or Australia. And so I pre-ordered that one. And a, a nice NVC listener apparently also sent one from Australia. So oh, really? I'm swimming in Rosalinas, man. Well, that's great. Well, I'll make sure to redistribute the wealth Well, Chris Carl went here. to Target on Sunday and grabbed one, okay. which I thought was adorable. That's very cute. Yeah, Your brother. We should, we should have yeah, my brother. We should have Chris on the show sometime to talk Chris about his experience doing that. Um, but you're asking about Rosalina for a specific reason, yeah? Right? Because there's a Target exclusive for Rosalina, and Rosalina also. Um, and, and we we knew we knew that, but what we didn't know was that uh, apparently they're going to uh, replenish most amiibo on an ongoing basis, based on a, a kind of another leak from Target documents, but. Um, I don't think Rosalina is going to be restocked. Well, that's the document said it will, will not, not be, be replenished, replenished, right? Yeah. And we have a there's a fan on our our NVC Facebook group. You guys are awesome, um, mm-hmm. you know who who works at Target as well. And he said, you know, obviously there are still a lot of Rosalinas in distribution centers that come in. Yeah. So even though new no new orders from Japan will come in, mm-hmm. there is still some that will come to store shelves just based on distribution in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is that is going to be a rare amiibo for yeah. sure. You know, and there are others that were mentioned as well, right? Yeah, so uh, as ones that won't be not not as ones that won't be restocked, they're specifically mentioned that Toon Link and Bowser will be replenished on mm-hmm. an ongoing basis. I Those were the easiest to find and the earliest to come in, but Mega Man, Sonic, King Diddy, Ike. Those might be a little harder to find. And we've seen that with the last wave. Well, they of say Amiibos. they won't be available in Target, but those were available in all retailers. That wasn't exclusive. They're, they definitely have, you know, for whatever reason, I think Nintendo in advance decided which Amiibo they would make a bunch mm-hmm. of and which ones they would only make a few of. And obviously, it's based on market research, right? Yeah. We assume where they say, how many of these do we need to stock? And, you know, some characters, like we may love Marth and Ike, but the majority of Nintendo fans have no idea who those characters are. Played. Smash Brothers yeah. players will you know. never played. Super Rosalina Sisters. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Did you? Uh, did you? Like you didn't get into Amiibo, and I, I've heard, I've heard your reason, and I haven't really either. I collect games, I collect a bunch of stuff. I'm not too into uh, package toys because I have to keep them in the package, and I don't have the room. Um, I'm kind of kind of wondering what like Grinch. this is going to look like a year from now. That's what I was saying. Like, no, I, I want to get into it. It needs to be really easy for me to get into it at this point, though. I, I'm not into the waiting in lines. I'm not into the pre-order. Uh, me, let me, let me, uh, yeah, well, this is a good topic, though. I think. Like, yeah. explain to me why you do it. Now, let me first say. When I was, you know, core to Nintendo coverage, like, man, I collected all kinds of stuff. Like, I had Me all too. the um, 
the limited edition Super Famicom GBA cart. Those are so those pretty. Mini ones. I still yeah. have them in a box here. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. Loved it. Of course, I was like, the, it was part of my coverage. What is here the Digen? Pixel series? Um, the, um, those Game Boy cams also that yeah, were like I know the crazy, uh, simple, simplistic, geometric uh, Game Boy puzzle games. They're called know, Pixel Generation. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. No, I didn't click the, the minis, right? Like oh, they're so pretty. Games. Yeah, they're good. But anyway, so I totally get into stuff like that. But, man, it takes a lot of time. And then all you do, you put them in a box or you put them on a shelf. Is that why you're collecting Well, them? so importing is one thing, though, right? And we, we, I, we get it. excited it's about that. that. But, but <sighs> when things are distributed in America and they should be easy to get and they're not, that makes me really upset. So I'm not into that. There are a couple of factors, and we 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 talk about Amiibo a lot on yeah, this show. Yeah, which, you might you know, as well have we haven't been on it's, like, it's we'll been Amiibo it Central, but like I'm sorry, there are, there are multiple reasons. One, I thought I thought many of them looked really cool. I really wanted to own them because we are in the West. We are underserved with Nintendo um, collectibles. It's true, there's you so know you much can buy cool a giant uh, you know uh, Majora's Mask. Uh, you know maybe yeah there's there's like a skull kit you can get from first four figures or you can get link on apona but those are like 400 you can go to chinatown and get knockoff plushies of every that's right. all of your favorite but in japan but they you don't, can get a ton of this stuff but they don't look right right and the um <laughs> the uh, amiibo designs actually look right and then there's the bonus of actually using them with a the game and that's that was of course the initial attraction was the promise of using them with games then you scan one into mario kart and there's a giant screen and it has one thing unlocked yeah. and the rest are not unlocked and that's when I start to get nervous. And yeah. i got to complete that screen, yeah, right? Totally. And so then I'm like, all right, I'll get the others. As a recovering guide writer, yep, totally. you have to you have to yeah. complete a game. Yes. Yep. So exactly. Once you get that invest, invested, you become a completionist. And that's normal. It's totally and that's, cool. And many it. of our listeners went through the same thing where they listen to the first episode and they're like, why are you freaking out over these amiibo? Then they get, they get two out. and then they're like, oh, man, that not that one rare? Okay, I'll get that one. Then they go back home absolutely. and they're like, what? I didn't get it. Yeah, well, it's the fear of missing out, too. Got, like, that's yeah. absolutely it. And... Well, to each his own, and more power to the collectors yeah. out there. I think collecting oh, is really super addictive collecting. for me. I love it. I oh, love yeah. what you guys are doing. I love seeing your collections. Um, just because it's not for me doesn't mean I'm not following it. And I collect I totally to display. Cool. I, I don't collect to sell. I mean, some of the rare Amiibo will go for 60 bucks. I'm yeah. sure Rosalina eventually you know, will go over 100 unless there are just so many out there. Yeah, that, it could that go way down, plentiful, though. Right? Yeah, There's very, it's very, but, very risky to collect to resell. But you need to, you know, to be fair, they are more plentiful in other territories, so you need the U.S edition mm-hmm. there are no differences between the actual amiibo inside mm-hmm. the box they exactly the same down to the writing underneath yeah. the pedestal I think so, that's really cool so same so factories producing say them all. exact same like if you're ID taking numbers, them out of your packages then nobody would ever nobody know nobody would ever know see that's so. very different from like collecting old Nintendo cartridges or something in each region even the you know, no matter what you can tell yeah, what a Famicom cartridge is and it's from a region and you know it's yeah. very different yep. hey. so uh, to get back to Drowning and Browning's question um, this one's rare, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it doesn't have the writing on the bottom. And I put it together. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Give me that. Um, to get back to Drowning and Browning's question, uh, he's asking about what we think the final Club Nintendo rewards for platinum and gold members will be. And I want to open that up. Um, we just saw this week the final Club Nintendo rewards, which are super cool. You saw them or you heard that there's a website you could maybe get into and <laughs> see them? It t- took all week. Now, I was always able to see them. I was never able to register more okay. coins or actually get to them. But uh, my two favorite ones are the Majora's Mask side bag, which I believe you got that one, right? Uh, I did. I get the messenger bag, the yeah. Majora's Mask bag. And then I really like the puzzle, and I'm trying my darndest to get to that puzzle because I want it's – a, it's a cool – I love the concept art for Majora's Mask. It has, like, really yeah. thick black lines, and this is, like, I presume comes in, like, a big 
puzzle box. Like, yeah. you know, you get an old puzzle. I just really like the, the sound of that. I really yeah. wanted it, but I just didn't have enough coins left. Oh, yeah, like, it would be really hard to get to all these years, I just didn't have enough. But I did get the pouch, the 3DS pouch. There's a mm-hmm. Zelda-themed pouch. Which could be janky. We'll see what it looks like. Got that one. I got the did cartridge the, holder. I did yeah. not get the Animal Crossing cards, though. I, I really I'm wondering, there's a Club Nintendo calendar for this year. The stand-up? Um, yeah, it's just a little stand-up calendar. I don't know what it looks like inside or anything, but I think that thing might be cooler than it's letting on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing uh, from 1988 was there was a Nintendo Power calendar that came with Nintendo Power, and you could put it up, and it was like the Power calendar for the year. Yeah. And it has Mario in all the costumes. throughout. He's like wearing a turkey suit for Thanksgiving, and he's wearing like a cowboy suit for Halloween. Which Didn't you do funny. a Let's Read of one of these calendars? I'm, uh, we am did I a Let's of, of a Nintendo Power. I can't remember if it had oh. that poster in the issue. No, my son showed me. There's no, a YouTuber like out the there who went through all the pages, and there's some ridiculous um, pictures in the Nintendo Power ca- yeah. uh, uh, calendars, like with made-up up text sometimes it, too. Absolutely. Right? Is, is yeah. it sad that I kept my uh, uh, Super Metroid strategy guide, the official one, because it has a centerfold of Samus? <laughs> is she in her does. suit? Yeah, she's okay. <laughs> but I do still have it. You can do like a fold out of it. That's very cute. Actually... I just bought the Majora's yeah. Mask strategy guide, the official Nintendo yeah. one, because I didn't ever own it, and I thought I would need it for this. But they changed so much stuff that actually was. Yeah. Oh, the other class. You bought the classic one. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I wish I would need it anyway because it is great. As I said, the concept but, art. So but, I think that – I don't know if they're going to do gold and platinum rewards. I, I would imagine they would go with these Amiibo for them. Um, I, I'm wondering what they're going to do. More interesting to me is what they're going to do with Club Nintendo in the future or if they're going to have any rewards program. I have a feeling it's going to be mainly digital download-based things. Yeah, I mean it's getting smaller, if any, obviously, mm-hmm. right? I mean is isn't that the whole problem is they can't what, keep running something I, like Yeah, this. maybe. Yeah. I think the – you know, the – the intel they got out of the program wasn't good enough. So, like the whole survey thing, they kind of don't need it anymore, and or they can that's, get it that's in a cheaper way, too. right? And yeah, probably the you know the the click, feedback click, you get click, wasn't, click, wasn't as X, great. Click 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 gaming website gaming website. It's um, true. Yeah. No, but the you know I I think there will be something as you've seen you know with PlayStation obviously with subscription plans with Xbox Live adding more and more to it and rewards for actually playing. Nintendo will have something, but I think they want to get to that unified account, mm-hmm. and hopefully yeah. that'll happen soon. Yeah, but there's some cool stuff you can get for 250 coins. You can get Earthbound finally. So if you've never played wow. it. You can get it for 250 coins. Yeah, or you can spend 250 real coins, and by that I mean dollar coins on an original copy. Yeah, but why if you can get it for free? You know, because the cartridge smells good. Use if you want to log into the the site. I was able to get in. Don't get scared away when you see Evil Mario saying, "Sorry, the site is broken." Just keep hitting refresh. After a while, you get in. It'll take a couple of tries. For whatever reason, Nintendo site works better on Safari than on Chrome. Just you know. Just be persistent. It'll it'll work eventually. Cool. Well, there's clearly a lot of cr- c- Nintendo rarities out right now, and just like collectible things from Nintendo. And as you were saying, we've had a, a we've had a lack of that over the years. And yep. I just think that's really exciting mm. that you can you know participate in Nintendo fandom by buying uh, little tchotchkes and stuff. I love that. You used to have to go to the Nintendo World Store once a year and pick up their yep. stuff there. And it's just cool that you don't have to do that anymore. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and it is interesting that uh, I know we're off this topic basically now, but um, <laughs> merchandising like you'd think there would be a lot more of it from. Just how much they have, you know, but there's not a ton of options. Seriously, I I I would buy collectible keychain game and watches, man. Totally. Just like there's so much in Nintendo's past. That that was my favorite favorite. 
platinum reward that they the did. Not platinum too. reward, yeah, but, yeah. but reward that they did was they remade their Game & Watch. And actually, I really highly recommend everybody check out the Best of uh, Club Nintendo article that we wrote. Mm-hmm. It I has uh, some foreign territory stuff. Uh, Club Nintendo, when I first heard about it, they were doing a Famicom Super NES, a Super Famicom NES, it's like it's a Super NES in Japan, yeah. controller uh, for... Wii U that you can just plug right into your Wii, uh, or sorry, your Wii, and just play virtual console games on a perfect replica Super Nintendo controller. And they gave that away in Japan. I was like, why so isn't awesome. this here? And that never came here, so but uh, it made me so jealous. And they also gave a Platinum reward out once, which was a remote control of a Wii controller mm-hmm. that just controlled your TV before the Wii controller or the Wii was in the stores. So you could basically get a a mock-up of the Wii controller in That's your really home. Cool. Just control it. Just turn your TV power yes. on and off. Fran will make one in his Easy Bake Oven <laughs> for you. Yeah, we don't need to talk about the Clay <laughs> GameCube controller right now. We'll I love that. that too it's my often. favorite mm-hmm. IGN project. We're going to get to some IGN memories in a bit. Oh, God. All right. So, uh, Splatoon is an upcoming multiplayer wow. game from Nintendo that happens to feature the very namesake of this podcast... Nintendo voice chat in the news this week. There's no voice chat. <laughs> I was just going to say, oh, sorry, no, it doesn't quite the opposite, Sam. No, the news features the very name. Yeah, so. the news features it. Uh, yeah. So the, the we start, started this podcast, or it was started by uh, other people, including Matt and and uh, Mark and Pear, back when we did not have voice chat for the Wii for games that really needed it. Yep. And there was um, online Animal voice Crossing chat. Online. Uh, yeah, well, Animal Crossing had it. Oh, it that's right. Out. That was the whole thing of what yeah. it was about. So yeah. there was some time where the, the DS and uh, the Wii didn't had a bunch of multiplayer games that didn't have voice chat. But you got to remember in the context of this that Xbox Live was all the rage. And oh, yeah. everybody was going home after work at night uh, in the IGN office and playing Xbox Live games and uh, chatting. Yeah. And so it was a big deal and Nintendo didn't have chat. Now, games like the Conduits were still the to come out. Metroid Prime uh, 3 we might thought might have multiplayer. It didn't. Yeah. So, you know, it was really expected to have voice chat. Now, it is disappointing to hear that there won't be uh, in-game voice chat in any um in any context, in any multiplayer game, but this is specifically from a uh, Famitsu article, which is translated to say that um, it, you won't ha- be able to communicate with people you've been randomly matched with. Well, that you, makes sense. It's for I think, that, but but there's some policy. still some open question. I don't think it has any voice chat. I think that's yeah, the news. that's absolutely like, right. You will not be able to talk with people when you're in the match. Mm-hmm. That's that's it, and that mirrors the setup in Smash Brothers. It mirrors the set in mm-hmm. Mario Kart. We yeah, assumed in exactly. Smash it's because of latency and all that, but it it just seems to be that Nintendo is not interested in solving this issue. And like, you know, there are lots of people out there when when news like this comes out, they 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 say, um, you know, uh, like it's not a big deal. Why are you getting so upset about? It? Well, it is a team based game. Yeah, like this is a team based game. The reason why voice chat was was an issue for me Mario Kart but not that big of one is because you are matched randomly with other players you know like you don't need to hear them I didn't play that much with friends and when I did play with friends it'd be like with my daughter on the same couch playing against others online so you had that fun element in a team based game you want to be able to talk to your team and say you're manning that tower you're doing you're doing the paint splatters over there and to not have this is Really, really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is. We are way overdue for solid voice chat in Nintendo games. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not. There's no excuse. Yeah, honestly, the that, Xbox did it. Right. The Xbox. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think you had said it best. Like, I don't think it's that it's as general as they're not interested. It's just that in the list of stuff, and that's how Nintendo is. They're like, we're not dealing with it right now. So, and they they never built this, and so now all they've got is this. 
And that's unfortunate to Didn't your Game point. Didn't GameSpy like, build this, this is, for them? Yeah. They did. And we had Todd on, and he explained that, you know, GameSpy presented a voice chat option to Nintendo very early mm-hmm. on, and they were just very worried at the time about kids being able to interact with strangers. But that's not what's happening here anymore, because now they have a friend system. It's much easier to find your buddies online. You, you can block communication with strangers. And, you know, in Mario Kart, you can talk to your friends in the lobby. So they have taken steps, but they they have not yet figured out how to enable it in a, you know, a fast-paced game. And I think it comes down to netcode. And, yes, that it's the last mm-hmm. thing on their list. And maybe in Japan, it's just not that big of a deal, you know, to people playing in Japan. And this is where I think NCL and the Japanese development studios are doing a great disservice to the West. I Where can't, that kind I, of game is established. I really think the... Uh, the 600-pound gorilla in the room, though, is that this is a family. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. Let's just end it there. Uh, no, this is a family-based shooter that you know they're really trying to make family, family, family-oriented. It's super cutesy for kids to play. I can't imagine that they would want to ever go back to the idea of uh, having people talk, to, allowing strangers to talk to each other. Well, not games. strangers, but that's completely you, been against that. When you jump into Titanfall, you don't hear everybody by default, right? Like you have to, in all these team-based games, you have to have people in your chat and you have to <clears> enable it. So there's that's a ve- not there's, the issue. There's a very yeah. easy way to solve this stuff too, right? Like it's too easy to say that we're about that because you can build a game that has a setting that you turn off the option right to have chat mm-hmm. and in a game like destiny or whatever there's fire team chat you can opt in or out but right imagine a, an adult uh, parental layer where you can just not allow your kids to do it it's very easy the to wii solve. u has it also can, parental exactly. controls yeah they have yeah. parental control so it's yeah. like you can't make the excuse that they're worried about that even if they are it's mm-hmm. easy to solve for it's that it that on their list of things, it's just not important. No, I, I totally agree with you. And like, Which is a mistake look, because the, actually Splatoon's pretty cool. And the game, the game, you know, I I don't think it destroys the game, right? No, like it it'll still be me. fun to play. It'll definitely have really fun local multiplayer. It's 4v4, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. So it's teams of four playing against other teams of four. But that to me is the perfect size for a group to be interacting and talking. Oh, yeah, because right? there's not that too is, much chatter. It's not 16 players and, and, and all this cacophony of people yelling stuff. That it wasn't the reason given strategy. in the interview necessarily. But uh, they did mention in this interview that um, that it was kind of funny. They said with more than four players, there were the additional people didn't have much effect on the battle. So this game seems to be fine-tuned for 4v4. I think that's totally fine. fine. Like, if it is a solid, great 4v4 experience, that's awesome. They do have some features, right? Like, the on the gamepad, you'll be able to see a map. And so as a as a player in a team, you know, oh, things aren't going w- very well here on the map. And so you run there and try to help. It's not but the same. how do it I tell you, hey, don't go there. I'm going to take yeah. care of it, right? No, like, it's that's absolutely the not the same. And actually, like, a good uh, recent parallel, and mm-hmm. I, everybody knows I played too much Destiny, but they have um, Skirmish, which is um, 3v3, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. the mode right. And so it's 3v3. Like, you can absolutely play it with random people and you don't have to talk to them. Mm-hmm. But man, when you just talk to one person, mm-hmm. changes everything. Really? And I know, oh, yeah. Like, you go from struggling. So when there was the PlayStation outages, mm-hmm. nobody could talk to each other because it was mm-hmm. all messed up. Mm-hmm. And I had to keep hopping into Fireteam chat. And eventually, after literally it was hours, somebody finally hopped in. And I went from, like, lose, 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 lose to we just started to dominate. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can really 
you can say it works. Mm-hmm. Man, does it work well when you're communicating with people? No, for sure. And, <laughs> and I think people know that it's again, it doesn't destroy the game. It'll be fun, but t- not allowing that layer, especially it's 2015, guys. Like I, that's pretty. A four v four game should have it. Again, I think it is. It's culturally, you know, Japanese development teams are are just a little bit behind on the on the kind of team yeah. play communication aspect. And you know, obviously there are games like uh, you know, MMOs that come out of Japan that do feature communication features, text chat and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So it's you know, I'm making a sweeping generalization yeah. here, but like I that kind of multiplayer culture and co-op culture online is just not as developed over there. I wasn't expecting this game to have voice chat. Like honestly, I I thought they were gonna do the thing with lobbies again. So I'm not surprised. Mario Kart but style. it is so disappointing <laughs> yeah. for a team game. It just limits the it limits the replay for me, and that's a shame. Yep. Well, let's yep. leave it this. I think yeah. the game's going to be good. And let me say, to, to finish mm-hmm. it up, uh, it, it's in the final stages of development. That was mm-hmm. also something that came out of this interview. Yep. Uh, they're aiming for a worldwide release, which is kind of cool, And which has been happening with when? most Nintendo yeah. games. So, p- no, no, no announcement. Still open-ended? Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought they said and, it was... And uh, here's another cool see. thing. They plan on supporting it post-release, which means... Uh, that's great. Some DLC, DLC patches and stuff. New like downloads, that. yeah. Well, I'm excited... But let's hope the <clears throat> multiplayer mode isn't a Nintendo voice splat. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, that's why we have Frank yep. on. Yes, sir. Did you write that uh, by yourself? Or did you? <laughs> it's very complicated. Yeah. Okay. yeah exactly. That's very nice. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still excited to, to, um, to play more of this game. You know, the more I see of it, the more uh, interested I am yeah. in it. Cool. So, this week, Majora's Mask 3D has been going around the office like wildfire and everybody's playing it and it's great it's coming out really soon it's coming out next week for everybody I'm really excited uh, I know you mm. Fran Mirabella haven't yes, had sir. a chance to play the remake yet nope. right uh, wow. but you're here because I've a look at it and, I mean and, I've played it but not played it and our review is up our, our video review is up and we did a great review yeah, conversation Marty with Marty Sleva who mm-hmm. did the, the review so I'm in that and I wanted to carry the conversation to Per Schneider and uh, Fran Mirabella because they covered Majora's Mask back in the day here at IGN the it was original. the first thing I remember reading about at IGN was mm-hmm. Majora's Mask coverage and I've over it, like early coverage. So I want to talk with you guys a little bit about what it was like to cover that game after Ocarina of Time got a 10 and everybody was looking forward to it so much, mm-hmm. and then talk about the review. So let's kick it off with uh, right after Ocarina came out, uh, there was a 64DD rumor going around that there would be a, a new Zelda game for Zelda that. Zelda Gaiden, right? Zelda well, Gaiden. There yeah, was actually a different name for it, so too. They were, we, we talked a little bit about that on NVC, um, but there were there was the Uda Zelda project, Uda so that oh, was yeah, what Uda became Zelda. Master Quest. That was designed yes. for the 6040D. So you would own the Ocarina of Time cartridge, and then you would buy this add-on add on, on disc, so. and it would remix the game world and do like mirror it and change the item locations, all that kind of stuff. So that was the idea of Nintendo doing DLC that's Man, on I'm a so disc, right? Like you that, buy that. DLC on a disc, really cool, ahead of its time. Uh, never came out on the 64DD. Um, I, I think we did a Let's Play a while ago where if you put Ocarina of Time, the Japanese version, in with a 64DD attached, it actually says inter- insert disc. Yeah, so the so hooks cool. and all of that stuff that's was right. in there for that, this yeah. game. And it was but, released eventually well, in the United States on, yeah. a, on, a, on a compilation disc and then in yes. Ocarina of Time 3D. Yeah, and Uda Waza is a Japanese term. It's, it's a hidden Easter egg in a video game. Game, right, it's something cool that's hidden, and this Uda thing was to be supposed to be another Zelda, so like a different take on the same game. But that was different from Zelda Gaiden, which is the game that we got with Majora. Which the original screenshots that IGN had that I remember seeing had a picture of the um, 
the Deku Scrub Palace, and mm-hmm. there was like a Deku Scrub course yep. in the distance. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember And that, that was one of the earliest things, and you could tell there's like the little Deku flowers everywhere. That and, turned um, into the maze, right? The new game has a maze where you have to avoid yeah. being detected. Yeah, that was the earliest thing I saw. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you guys remember if there was an E3 uh, presentation on this or anything between then and when you found out about the actual this maze? game was talked about like in May of 99, which was about a year and a half before is mm-hmm. when it started. And yeah, I think it first came out of Japan with maybe these screens. And it was mostly just that they're going to use – that's what I recall is there was talk or rumor. I don't know if it was official at the time, but they were going to take the engine that existed and build a new Zelda, you know, very quickly. Quickly. The one new Zelda game, yeah. Yes. With the same resources and same team, right? Or a smaller team. team. Same team. team. This was a time where Nintendo wanted to crank out games faster because, you know, there was also lots of criticism about the N64 Mm -hmm. not having enough games, right? And And the gap between A Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time was was so long – um, yes. Which is a short now, but yeah. it seemed like a long at the time because it spanned technically three yep. consoles because there's no Virtual Boy Zelda, so, so that's, which we never got. Uh, come so on. Thanks for counting that. And that's yeah. that's where they started the concept of Gaiden meaning side story, mm-hmm. right? If you know Ninja Gaiden, it's like it, it, it just means a side story. When's the main the plot beaten, of Ninja coming right? out? Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> when are we going to um, find out what happens to Ninja? That was King I want to ride in Gaiden. <laughs> but the uh, – no, the whole – the whole point was reuse the game world and do a side quest. And I think you just ran into the issue that Nintendo is way too ambitious to do something like that. <laughs> I think they, just like <laughs> with Link Between Worlds, it's like, oh, let's remake Link to the Past. And then the end product you get is like, <laughs> wait, you redid everything, yeah. right? That's what happened here. The, the, the same more... thing happened with the Game Boy Link's Awakening was supposed to be a port of Link to the Past to the Game Boy. And they're yep. just like, oh, I'll just make it. Make yeah, the more game. you saw of the game, the more you realized it was a different game. It was definitely all the coverage came out of Japan. It was almost almost like you know they were like NOA had virtually no information of this title early on we kept on asking and yeah. there just wasn't anything there so what did you, when did you guys find out the name and kind of think like what was the reaction to it that all because came, it was a really strange well, it was Zelda Mask game of Majora of it was Mujula no it was like Mujula when they first translated the title it was oh, really? M-U-J-U-L-A Mujula <laughs> Mujura. That was the first, you know, um, it was rom- Romaji, like Japanese yeah. characters, and mm-hmm. it was translated to that. And then, like Mujura. yeah, and we're like, what the heck is this thing? And it looked really Indonesian, the kind of mask yeah. styles yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. And so we were looking up uh, Indonesian, like, uh, influence and all that kind of stuff. Oh, but... trying to match what the mask yeah, yeah, yeah. might have been from? Because, yeah, it looked like, you know, m- many of the kind of the masks that... that sure. What yeah. was I Like, yeah, you didn't really know. Mm-hmm. The, the style was weird, definitely. So did you play the game before it came into the IGN? offices yeah we at, saw at it, events yeah uh we saw it at an event before God, you can't ask us about like, okay. ancient no, history this is a very no, quick, this is a question this is 24 mm. years ago it was <laughs> 25 years ago look yeah the game came out in october uh because it was like a halloween game of 2000 it was definitely at that e3 yeah so yeah. we absolutely saw it there i actually i think maybe that was it though they they kept it so close to their chest we didn't get to see it I think we did play it at that E3. They, they did not do the same thing as with Ocarina of Time, where they came out guns blazing, and they said, hey, this is revolutionary, re- revolutionizing kind of 3D game and how you fight in 3D. They did not tell that story. It was almost kind of, you could sense it was a smaller game, and so the hype for it was very low, actually, when well, it came out. The byproduct like. was, uh, NOA, to your point, didn't totally understand it. No. Because mm-hmm. they were even kept at arm's length, like you were saying. And I think they were trying to... That's Nintendo to, like, of America. For yeah, uh, Nintendo of America. And I think they went through what happens a lot sometimes with these projects is they're like, how are we going to market this thing? Mm-hmm. Like, it's this weird Nintendo game with masks that, right, it was Freaky very odd and scary, which mm-hmm. was something Nintendo wasn't totally prepared for at the time. So what they did was they slapped a hologram on it. 
We made That's a gold. Right. It's cool, man. The card. We made the, the gold card. So, again. did you guys get a Japanese copy of this in the office, or did you just we stick did. with the American one? We okay. did. They. I have two versions of it. One was sold uh, with the memory expansion. Yep. So there was a Japanese edition with a bigger box. Now that didn't happen expansion. here. Mario uh, Donkey Kong sixty four came with the memory expansion. Yes. Yep. That was the. Here. That so, was May of. 2000, I think, or April. Or but and a yellow cartridge. Then I have the other edition, which was the single box version, the Japanese one. And I finished the game in Japanese Ooh, before playing it in English. So my Japanese was, was good enough to understand what was going on, but the yeah. game system had a stump at first, right? You're yeah. like, how do I escape... The Deku Shrub I was Shrub playing state. it with Pear. Mm-hmm. That was so weird. We're like, oh, we don't want to be this damn Deku Shrub. We want to save. How do you save this game, yeah, right? Yeah. Which a lot of this stuff is fixed now for 3DS, right? You saved by traveling back Absolutely. in time. Absolutely. We got we to gotta be mindful, by the way, of spoilers that we don't go too far yeah. because a lot of people have not played Yeah, this well, game. I was going to say, I think that's why it's more popular around the mm-hmm. office. Like mm-hmm. you find with uh, a number of N64 GameCube games where mm-hmm. like, people were so PlayStation at the time. Yep. But man, this was a good game and I think it got overlooked because it was this weird Gaiden thing that they of, but uh, mm-hmm. man, did they, they're finding out now that they missed out. So, and people really like the grown-up Link part too, right? Like yeah. everybody oh, loved I, the I, badass I, Link. In hindsight, he doesn't look all that badass, but yeah. like growing up and riding the horse. And so this game, when the answers were like, "Oh, he's grown-up Link in this," and the answer immediately, really early on, was yeah. no. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost no, it feel was like a big concern. I yeah, was and I, like not to give away the ending, yeah. but there's something in that game that almost feels like they added it just As to a give, just to give like us, Pretty you cool, know, complainers check out, a cooler for, link. For the people that do want to see spoilers and like hear about all the cool changes made in this game, uh, we have a knockout. The most 100% comprehensive article on all the changes in the new Majora's Mask 3D, and there are so many of them, and uh, our Wiki's team, and also a bunch of Wiki contributors, and you can join this, those Wiki contributors, uh, have been really keeping up on uh, what, what changes are in this game, and, and, and man, there's a really cool one involving what you're talking about. We've got Welcome a really to. good Amiibo Wiki, too, by the yeah. way. It's been kept up to date. If you look for Amiibo IGN Wiki... If you can only it, buy them through it. I added a section uh, with tips on how to find rare Amiibo. Mm-hmm. Please um, please add on to it if you've got good tips, but I have a link to uh, basically how you can track Amiibo through an in-store tracker. Yeah. You know, the old trick of always look in the Disney Infinity section. Like I just saw somebody on the no NVC kidding, really? IGN Facebook tip. group uh, found a character in that section That's again. Silly. Just like Rosalina? a little link sitting there. No, it was Rosalina, I think. That's right. Um, <laughs> so go. so little, little Fran Mirabella. New <laughs> little Deku mirror. Recent hire at IGN. Yeah, I had only been um, hired uh, in August. Yeah, uh, so in fall of two thousand, uh, this review came to your desk, which I think is so yeah. so cool. Oh man, I mean, it was huge for me because I was like, same thing. I was reading IGN because mm-hmm. of all the Ocarina Time news and some uh, Mario sixty four and stuff before that. Mm-hmm. But, we gave uh, the rookie the but, Zelda game, but, but no, you know how this happened. Pair definitely remembers this. Is we were playing it a lot. Matt Casmasina at the time was playing too, but it was like pretty daunting, and he ended up playing like a lot of San Francisco Rush and Beetle Adventure Racing and stuff too. <laughs> it was a big. Ball. That was right. <laughs> he needs. He can't follow a storyline. He needs instant gratification. Is, Matt loves Zelda. There's no. He was so excited for this game. Super into reporting on. He really wanted to review it actually, but to describe like Matt is more. You remember Tony X Pro Skater mm-hmm. and. Start, select, reset, start, select, reset. Like, that's what he likes to do. And so that's why all these other games, like, he loves to do. But anyway, so not we play started... the Song of Time reset, no. play the Song of Time reset. Oh, I drove him crazy. Oh, yeah, as funny as it is that the game resets. But anyway, we were all playing it, and I think he realized after about the first, like, five hours, he was like, oh, my goodness, like, this is a long game. <laughs> but he had a lot of other stuff going on, too. And so he's like, you can, you can review it. And I was like, what? And I think the, like, 
biggest I, there was no big game before that I reviewed maybe Pokemon Puzzle League if that came out before that that's a good game but uh, in any event um, I was stoked but man the pressure of reviewing Majora's Mask after you know Ocarina of Time yeah. like I was that guy and I had been there for three months you that came was up with a novel solution to it which was to give it a 9.9 <laughs> that was not because I was following in the shoes of a 10 never <laughs> yeah, no, I thought we were just going to count down point one points <laughs> after that for yeah, Zelda games exactly no but it was a ton of pressure but you know it's funny I talked to people it's so funny like to, you underrated it you know like they were like it was a mm. better game and it's interesting to like that's I think how my <laughs> you review gave it went, such like, a generous like great review was, and yeah. you just were so in love with it that there's no underrating yeah. involved it in was that. one of the I mean, it it definitely was, like at the time it, understanding what it was in the world of Zelda was very confusing a yeah. scary weird game that have resetting on you <laughs> and with this storyline that really was alternate universe it was no. very bizarre a game system that's never been replicated yeah. like that is just so weird but, but the coolest part about it and why I really gave it I think a lot of credit on top of the fact that it, it was still Zelda in 3D at the time which it was only the second you know game to do that really right um, there was nothing between Ocarina and Time no. and that right mm-hmm. um, d- because of there's that it was GBA, cool but the, there's the, GBA, the, co- the Game Boy Color games that same yeah, year yeah, 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 yeah like that's that. right but um, anyway the, the what really struck me about it was that Nintendo took these chances, which they really were not Next prone year. to do, yep. and they built it in this universe that, I mean, everybody loves like Zelda. Like, it's such a cool universe, and the puzzles, the way that it makes you think, and then they twisted all that, and they did some really cool stuff that I felt we hadn't seen, and it was, for them to take that risk, too, I thought was just awesome for mm-hmm. the fans and the community. Yep. So, um, yeah, like, when some stuff happens in this game, especially, put yourself back in 2000, you're like, whoa, that is so cool. And also, continue to watch the world, you know, and over and over and over again, which yeah. is a cool concept. I was explaining in a review discussion that there's a lack of dungeons in this game, which is fine, because yeah. the dungeons that are there, one of them is horrible, the... but the other three are great. Um, but there, it's really interesting that there's um, a centralized clock town that yeah. is a living town that simulates real, you know, real people's schedules, and they're actually moving through their days. And now it seems a little simplistic when I go into it and see it, but it seemed really impressive yeah. at the time that I could spy on a person throughout the day okay. and solve a puzzle that way. But see, here's here's where it's simplistic and where it isn't, right? You play a game like, let's pick Skyrim. You mm-hmm. go into any of the towns, and it's bustling with people. Yeah. There are people doing all sorts of stuff, and actually the AI can get into fights like a wolf can attack somebody. And like mm-hmm. You may never see the same thing twice. What Majora is, though, is this controlled thing Mm -hmm. where on day one, this guy does this thing. At night, this grandma walks through this section of town. And as you you explore the world, you see the patterns and you're like, okay, that guy is always there at this time. So if I need to talk to him, I got to make sure to remember that he's over there. And like, that's the brilliance of it. It's like Back to the Future where the same scene happens over and over. It's Groundhog Day and all that. It's so cool. So we really go into this again in our review discussion, which I highly recommend uh, you check out out there. Review um, commentary. Review which is, commentary. It's not a discussion. spoiler heavy. I didn't listen to it. No, it's not. Yeah. It actually talks about changes though in one segment of it, but we give a spoiler warning ahead there of that. Go. We now, always do. I, I will say that um, what we didn't talk about in that, which I just wanted to touch on briefly, is that um, I believe the new 3DS where I played, I played on both. Like I played most of this on my my 3DS, which is a launch 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's the new 3DS adds a huge element to this game, and I really, really think that it, you know if you're going to get a new 3DS, get this to try it out. Um, adding that little camera, the camera nub, really allows you to experience Majora's Mask in a cool way. You could just go to like because the graphics are nice in this. They mm-hmm. they re- overhauled it. Oh yeah. Um, just going somewhere and just spinning the camera around or being able to see. There's a lot of problems you get into with Z targeting where something's like above you and you can't Z target it. So it's actually really nice to just be able to slam the camera up to it and, and grab it. Yeah, I, it I makes con- a huge. Difference. I constantly use the camera and like there are certain sections in the game like the swimming parts for example where more camera control is super helpful and like mm-hmm. I will say that's you know I think the 3DS version is wonderful in the way it's it's uh, improved you know it's just the bomber's notebook all these kind of areas um, that are tweaked are certainly better the one area that I didn't like the tweaks are with the swimming where you know the original game you had a boost for speed swimming and then an attack and in this yep. one basically they're the same and so you know you are to swim fast you're running out of magic energy which i just don't like that right like it is not fun to swim slow and therefore making you consume magic power was a mistake i think but um you know, There's it's, all kinds it's, of stuff. Like, it's tolerable. The, the, the changes, changes that are there okay. are so worth your yeah, time. Everything and else is great. And then making it portable makes it a, a totally playable game too because you can save it you know, easily and clamshell your game. I just love that. Th- that's the thing. Like There are way more. You know, can you save with the owl statues which were introduced with the US release. The original game didn't actually have them in the <laughs> Japanese so version. It was so frustrating. It was. You had to say you had to travel to save. It was, yeah. it was annoying. Uh, and then they have new save points everywhere in different spots. So it is definitely... A, it is a much more playable game, and it's a great game, too. Yeah, so, if you haven't played, uh, maybe you can ask that question. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you have to play Majora's Mask if you haven't. It's definitely worth playing. Whether, yep. whether you're revisiting it, like, now that I'm really thinking about it, I'm like, I have to go back and replay this. You know, I want to see There's the so many things you forgot. Like, I forgot oh, yeah. a lot from the time that I last played it, and I was just amazed at at the clever little things you know like mm-hmm. you walk into the inn and the lady says oh all this all the rooms are gone and like how you solve that into getting a room it's just so clever yeah Okay, so we just talked a little bit about how A Link to the Past, uh, or sorry, that Majora's Mask you've been told before was uh, underrated. Yeah, some people. Uh, one of our readers has written in to talk about uh, A Link to the Past being overrated. What? Yeah. And let me just read overhyped a portion of this letter. Overhyped, overrated. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same term, I believe. Now, now I will say, Jose handed me these notes at the last minute. Um, uh, he couldn't make it to the show today. Uh, he did not include the name of this reader. So I love you, man. Or lady, thank you so much for writing in. I'm going to read your question. Let me know who you are, and maybe we'll be able to give you a shot next I'm, time. I'm, I'll find him while you read it. Uh, yeah. Uh, he or she says, it's great to hear from another big uh, big fans out there. I want to say, however, that most critics in the game industry seem to bow at the feet of the Link to the Past. I went back and played every Zelda game and thought Link to the Past was way overhyped. The, the, the gameplay and world were great, but there are some things that are off. For example, you mentioned that in Majora's Mask, the Song of Time variations are out of the way. But you seem to forget that the Quake Medallion was in the farthest reaches of the map, far away from any story-based area, not to mention to a little to no help in finding an item that you need to complete the game. I can understand nostalgia for the game you love, but critics need to stop bowing down to Link of the Past. This topic has confused and annoyed me a little while. Just hope you could talk about it. Thanks again. Love the show. And, and again, this is the reader question it's for from Daniel Lean Olane. Now, I, I thought this was particularly uh, heartwarming because this reminds me of Office Conversations with Mark Ryan Sully, who oh says... When he, when he was playing Link to the Past, he hit a bush, and inside that bush was a bomb, and that bomb killed him. 
And he never played A Link to the Past again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we all have bones to pick with very annoying parts of games that we all love. And like, I'm not a huge Link to the Past fan. It's, I think it's a great game. It's not my favorite Zelda game. But I do think it's funny to find something like this. Like, oh, there's something a little bit broken about it. Yeah, you did. Well, Paris is a huge fan, but I was just going to simply say, like, look, everybody likes and hates games for different reasons. Uh, this is compelling. Uh, information that Daniel's presented here. <laughs> but I would say, right, this is the hard part is you have to explain what you're talking about. Why, what was overhyped about it? People say they love it. Okay, so a lot of people love it. I can't tell if he actually hates it or anything. No, I think he just, I just, just what I'm hearing is he hears so much way. about it and nope. he didn't find the magic in it. So he's reacting to but some it. comments on how, you know, we said the original Majora's Mask had some issues in it, right? Like there's a song that is super important mm-hmm. to your enjoyment of the game because the game is so hectic, can be so stressful. Yes. You yeah, need yeah, yeah. this one song to Which do is something the song that allows you to, to <laughs> slow down, down time, right? Okay, yeah. Like it's, and, and they made it more obvious in the 3DS release. You can't find it. It's not a spoiler. Everybody out there needs to know that there's this song. It will yeah. ruin your game if you don't know that you can you, slow down the time. Yeah, you, you can have do it to. from the very you, first yeah. time you turn on the game. You you must use that song because yeah. otherwise yeah. the game will just not be fun because you're you're halfway through collecting one of eight items and uh, and then you have to go back in time. You lose all the items. You got to yeah. do it all again. And we know that repetition isn't fun when it doesn't change, yeah. right? So it's a crucial item. I will say yes. The Quake Medallion. It was a little bit like depending on. How you played the game, it, you may have run into a wall like that. I ran in, when I first played Link to the Past. I ran into a wall where, um, literally, where <laughs> I I didn't know I had to light up this one torch and it would create, it would expand this room and let you through. Like mm-hmm. I just for whatever reason I Couldn't blanked see, yeah, yeah. on using the lantern on this thing, and that was really frustrating. And so you needed I had the help. same thing with the grappling hook yeah. uh, moment in that. I just like and, oh, you can use these in the overworld on these pegs. Like I just couldn't figure it out. And there are areas like that. And like I actually had no problem with the quake medallion because I'm like, hey, what's that circle of stones? And threw something in it. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so I never had that kind of wall where I didn't know what to do next. And there's this big world. Um, I will say this, this game was nine years before Majora's Mask, right? And so you do cut older games a little slack for being unintuitive. The same can be said for, you guys talked about Adventure, right? In, uh, in a recent yeah, Atari's um, Adventure. Game Scoop. Yeah, yeah. And, and the top 100 games of the 80s game scoop, which is really great. A lot of those are Nintendo games. Remember, right? like, yeah. when I, as a kid, when I played Raiders of the Lost Ark on the Atari VCS, oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. I've seen the movie. I know you have to put the staff here and do, like, <laughs> but you couldn't figure it out. And so games were definitely less forgiving. And you would hope that by the time like Majora's Mask came around which followed the much more tweaked Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. they would have solved it Ocarina of Time had some issues like that where you had to meet a character at a certain time right like in the evening or something but the time didn't always flow in the different areas of the world so you had to know to wait here and not there and so yeah. all those things get cleaned up with re-releases and that's great there are always ways around them and we totally hear you that's that why I like said, re-releases when that, they can fix some of those issues absolutely. I think it's so clever that said A Link to the Past has the most fully realized and coherent uh overworld of any of these games I just I love this game and I will never forget the beginning of the game where you go outside you're helpless you can't do anything you don't have a sword and it's raining like just the atmosphere of that game was was so so different at the time and still when you play it I I still think it's fantastic yeah Yeah. so and and, and just to blow that down like you cannot forget to Paris Point like Games learn from each other, even uh, in a year's time, if like not three to six months' time, right? Patches in a game today can affect the game six months from now. Like, so everything that you're playing now in a compressed timeline has learned from each other. And that's sort of the point, right? Like, yeah, it's got its flaws, but it, that's a really good point that it's nine years apart. 
<laughs> you think about you're that. saying patches. You're still hoping for Destiny getting a fair loot system. Huh? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm referencing. So I'm we, taking a break right now from from Destiny. Yeah, I'll we, be back. We're gonna wrap this up, and we have a few cool announcements for you. But first of all, our uh, question of the week for next week is: uh, What are the seven essential 3DS games? Now, the context of this is kind of cool. We are rebooting our top 25 list, which we do uh, frequently, and we actually came across a lot of 3DS games which weren't on our list, even though we did, just did the update, you know, right before Smash Brothers came out. But there's some cool stuff from the fall. So we're updating those lists for you guys, and we want to hear what you think, too. So let us know what your seven essential 3DS games are, the ones that you want to keep in, you know, one of those little Club Nintendo booklets. That you yeah, basically, I mean, there are all these new, uh, like, people buying a 3DS for the first time with the XL, uh, with a new 3DS coming out now, and they need a helping hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and remember, sure. essential should mean, I would say, essential is not ranked top games, right? It's, yeah, yeah. If you have to get seven things, what seven things do you get? Yeah, and you can recommend them to any well, audience, whether it be somebody who doesn't know Nintendo very well mm-hmm. and should familiarize so, themselves with this franch- so you know, the franchise. So se- seven copies of Fire Emblem Awak- Awakening is not <laughs> Dude, I agree, man. I was just in a meeting about top 3DS games, and uh, I, even though we all love Fire Emblem, uh, the people in that room did, were not so hot on it. I was God, like, what, what is, is wrong here? with these My people? favorite 3DS was, game. was Daniel in the meeting? Or was I that... can fire all of them, you know? <laughs> I'll let you know can, after that. No, let me know who they are. So we got a big announcement to make. We have a Live Nintendo voice chat coming up. Right. Wahoo! What date is that on, Pear? February 26th in cool. our awesome. offices in San Francisco. That's basically my on birthday, On 625 2nd Street, right next so to the Giants no, Ballpark. Oh, 625 2nd yep. 6 2nd Yeah, so what that means is that we are figuring out with our uh, social team who actually does a lot of events, and including First Friday. You can come visit IGN every First Friday of the month. If you are ever in San Francisco, to sign come up. visit us. You'll meet all of us. We're all here. Yeah. We're usually in meetings and stuff like that, but we're here. Um, uh, don't, so you uh, can come. Don't come on the last Friday. It's no, not good. No, not no, the last bad. Friday. First one's awesome. Last Friday is terrifying. (laughs) Um, So our live NVC, though, is going to be recorded in our lunchroom. We've done this once before for episode 200, I believe. And um, we are going to be just recording live and come be a part of that audience. And we wanted to let you know this ahead of time to the listeners because you guys should know about this first so you can watch out for uh, our invites because there's going to be limited space. We, do yeah. have, we, don't work, we work in a big office, but it's not the biggest place. So we want to make sure you guys have access first. So maybe even email us now and let us know your intentions. Yeah, we want to make sure we that our true out. fans – Get, come first and not the imposters and like, hey, nice to be, me too, Peter yes. Schneider. <laughs> Hello, Daniel Claiborne. And we can't, we can't possibly, uh, we have over 100,000 people that sometimes listen to this podcast. So we want to make sure we can include the most what? important ones. That's right. Um, it'll yeah, be even, good. You can, you can even uh, tweet at us as well. I don't right. want to overpromise. It'll, it'll probably be terrible. We'll be just as disorganized wow. as always, but at See, least he's just trying to get people that not email. Yeah, now he's no, worried about how many people are going to email. Don't come. No, but we'll uh, we'll bring out our 3ds's too, so we can street pass. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. We'll have to hire someone just to sit there, just clear out the street pass queue. Yeah, so you'll be able to meet us, Jose Otero, who will be back in, I believe, three weeks. Uh, until then, I hope to continue hosting Nintendo Voice Chat. This was episode, uh, I don't know what number, but February 5th, 2015. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I don't know what our numbers are up to, but I do know we're coming up an anniversary soon, so we'll let you know about that when we can. Thanks so much, Pear. Thanks so much, Fran. I love the memories. I love being here talking about old games and new games. See you next time, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.